Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. You're listening to an episode of The Host Show. I'm your host, Jasper Rivers, and we release a new episode of this show every single Monday. Now, in these episodes, I interview Airbnb hosts from all around the world to share their stories and provide tips and tricks on how to get started and be successful as an Airbnb host. Now, this episode is brought to you by Legends X, our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program that's designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations, which frees up time so you can become the CEO of your business instead of the manager. Focus on high-level tasks that really move the needle and allow you to grow. So for more information about Legends X and how to join, visit strlegends.com x. We, start, we are starting our next class in a few weeks' time. So if you want to grow your business, then uh, go ahead and apply. Uh, we'll get on a call with you to see if the program is the right fit for you. And if so, we'll enroll you in our next class that starts February 28th. So check out strlegends.com x. Now let's dive into the, today's episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode 454 of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Muller, Jesper Rivers, and we're doing an episode of SDR Conversations. What is up, Eric? Yo, yo, yo. What's going on? Did you, you went on a trip over the weekend, right? You took a couple of days off. Like, tell me where, where did you go? Yeah, we went out to uh, Mammoth, Mammoth Lakes, California, which is about, about a six and a half hour drive from San Diego. And uh, it's right outside Yosemite Park. So it's like absolutely beautiful. It's like a whole nother world up there, man. Like huge mountains, ton of snow. You know, I felt like I was in Colorado. I couldn't believe I was in California, you know? So yeah, we had some friends that uh, own a condo up there in the village. So we went up there. Uh, they went snowboarding all weekend. I decided to opt out and spend uh, the weekend uh, with some thinking time. So I carved out some thinking time to try to solve some of our biggest business challenges that we're running into right now or experiencing. And uh, yeah, dude, it was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Might be a future spot for a uh, free wild up there. It's an awesome little town. Sweet man. Six and a half hour drive. You said, yeah, that's quite yeah. far. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's nice though. Living in California, man, you can get, you can get to um, so many different types of landscapes within just a few hour drive. Right. So we enjoy, you know, I enjoy the long car rides, throw a couple of podcasts on a couple of songs and, you know, before you know it, you're in a whole different world. So yeah, man, we drove up Friday, uh, Friday morning and drove back down Sunday. So that says a lot for the traveler too, right? Is like how far are they willing to drive to uh, for an experience? And we have found that the average person here in the States is willing to drive up to six hours for a weekend trip. So we did that exactly. So it was six and a half hours. And if anyone, you know, man, you would love it too. I know you're a skier, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gorgeous up there. So six and a half hours. And then uh, this weekend we're uh, I'm taking a bit shorter trip, but a whole different, a whole different world, which we'll get into here in a second. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited to share that because this is the first time that we do this, but um, essentially what we're doing is 
We're giving every single team member in our team, we're giving them uh, a, a budget to go out and book an Airbnb this weekend uh, and stay there. And then we're all going to be sharing where we're staying and what we're learning. Of course, uh, you know, whenever we stay at Airbnbs, we always like, you know, we look at these Airbnbs different than uh, than most guests probably because we, we were trying to learn and get inspired and stuff. I'm excited to do this. I've booked a pretty amazing spot uh, here yeah, up well, in the mountains in Panama. Why don't we give some background on why we're doing that? Right. So one thing that we're going through right now with overnight success is that team is growing really, really quick. And uh, we have a pretty big team right now. We're hiring a handful of other people, key players in the next 30 days, which is really awesome. But we set out uh, certain goals, right? And this is this is a good um, culture building technique for, for any team. It's like we set out three main goals for this quarter. We had a um, target, we had a baseline, and we had a stretch goal. Right. And we just almost hit the stretch goal for what we were looking to do with overnight success. And because of that, we set some uh, targets for the team of if we hit this goal, we will all give everyone X amount of dollars per night to book a unique stay. Right. So we hit all those goals. Everyone's getting X amount of dollars per night. The only um, rules around it is that every team member needs to book a It has to be a unique place. Can't just go to a regular Airbnb. It's got to be unique. Also, we all have to go at the same exact time. So our team all around the world. So we can't travel together, but we're able to uh, have these unique experiences on the same weekend. So that's coming up this week. We're going to be taking off uh, Friday and starting our weekend early. So would you book? What do you guys have set up for this weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I want to share, I'm going to do something new here on the podcast. Uh, this is going to be really exciting. Like I'm actually going to share my screen so that people who are uh, listening to the podcast on YouTube, they will, they will actually be able to see it. Before I share it, I wanted to say, you know, we are, I think our team is in six different countries and three different continents. So just for the listeners, like we're, we're like in, we're all over the world with our team. So that also makes it like a really interesting experience because we're all going to be in different countries, different places, different landscapes. And like, I'm going to be in the jungle, for example, you know, there's going right. to be monkeys and stuff, but, um, but yeah, <laughs> I want to share, I want to share what I'm doing. Like this is a, this is a mountain town about one hour outside of Panama city. So I live in Panama city, Panama, the country, not Florida. Uh, I was on the podcast a couple of days ago and I said Panama city and they're like, Oh, you're in, you're in Florida. And I was like, no, this is the, this is a country. This <laughs> the is a country original. Called Panama. Exactly. Yeah. So just about an hour uh, outside of the city, there's a really cool uh, mountain town and it's literally, you can see on the map here, it's literally like in the middle of nowhere in the jungle and uh, it has a view over the city. So I'm showing mm-hmm. a photo right now of uh, the infinity pool that the villa has. You see the sunset, but also in the background, you can actually see Panama City. So that's what I'm most excited about in this uh, in this property is just uh, seeing the sunset and uh, and seeing the mm-hmm. the city in in the background. But also there's a uh, there's monkeys and there's like all sorts of jungle animal. Like it's it's literally in the middle of the of the jungle. So. Yeah, I'm super excited, cool. man. I yeah, love that. What, I love that. What about you? What the where where are you going? Yeah. So this is gonna be a solo trip for me. Samantha has a uh an event coming up this weekend, so she's not gonna be around. And uh we spent the last two weekends. So last weekend we were in Joshua Tree. So I took Samantha out for her birthday, went to rent to this amazing place, talked about it. This past weekend we just spent in the mountains. So I said, okay, what what's the 
what are some other elements I could uh, get into here that will create a unique experience and that would be set up for a solo trip? So I'm going to take a solo trip, more thinking time, plan on journaling, plan on solving the biggest problems in our business, all of that for this weekend. So I found this amazing... You know, I live in San Diego, North San Diego. I found this amazing yacht for rent on Airbnb uh, that's in the harbor of San Diego. Uh, so it's about 40 minutes, 30 minutes south of where I'm at. It's an old ship that was built in the 1920s or 1930s. And it's all wood, beautiful, beautiful wood. It's got two bedrooms, one bath, and it's parked in the harbor. So it doesn't leave the harbor. But yeah, I'm staying on the boat for the whole weekend. I check in Friday, check out Sunday. What I've decided to do is create... I used to do this a lot when I was living in the entrepreneur house, would create mastermind dinners. So I would reach out to some high level people that I wanted to build some relationships with, but also people that I know that I wanted to connect them as well. And we would create what's called mastermind dinners. So we would sit down, have a cool experience, but then also have a uh, intentional conversation. So Friday night, I'm bringing together two guys I know that are running some very high level companies in the educational space. Uh, we're going to have a uh, a mastermind dinner on uh, scaling educational companies. So we're going to do that Friday. All day Saturday is going to kind of be a disconnect and uh, problem solving journaling day, and then Sunday is going to be you know back home. So yeah, man, I'm looking forward wow. to it. Never done Solid, that before. Dude. Yeah, awesome. Well, make sure to uh, share some stories on the Instagram so uh, so we can see what you're up to. I'll do the same. You know, if yeah. Knows into some monkeys and stuff i'll do a little instagram story and if you're not following us on instagram uh you can uh, you can find us just put our names in the instagram you'll probably find us uh, and then you can you can see what we're up to uh this weekend yeah yeah i haven't been on instagram in a very long time so we're actually hiring a new team member to help us manage that <laughs> yeah i'll i'll share this so all right man let's talk about uh free wild we got quite a bit coming up for uh for this project uh we got a lot of lessons learned we got a lot of things that are working things that aren't working let's dive into that man kind of give everybody an update on your side of what's happening with free wild yeah for sure yeah so uh just to give everybody a background if you haven't if you if you're new to the podcast eric and i bought a property back in what was it september right end of september we bought our first property for our new uh, property brand called uh, called Free Wild. We took over an existing business, so it was a a property that had four cabins in Idlewild, in California. I've actually never been there, so I've been managing yeah. it remotely, which is kind of it's kind of interesting. I've never I've never managed an Airbnb or my own Airbnb if I hadn't been there myself. Mm. You know, I've I've helped other people manage their units where I, I hadn't been there, but then. You know they would have a lot of things in place, but you know it's it's interesting to be managing your your own something that you bought and then uh, not having been there. But it's also it's also forced me to be creative, right? When because I do the guest communication, you know you're leading like the the development that we're doing, uh, you're leading the branding and all of that. But it pushed me to be more creative. And then uh, just to share a learning lesson is the parking. We have a number mm-hmm. of parking spots, and we we used to get a lot of questions around like, Hey, where do I park my car? And it's kind of difficult to explain to somebody where they can park. If you're not, if you've never been at the property. So I decided to go into, go into Google maps, right? You can do street view and literally like record a loom of me going through Google street view 
and looking at all the parking spots. And then uh, in Loom now you can do, you can point out things. So Loom is a, is a tool that you can use to record your screen. Really super, super useful tool. We use it a lot, but you can also draw on the screen so you can point things out. So this particular guest had a question around like where they should be parking. They had like five cars and I send that Loom and, uh, and I, I realized like this is a really good way to exp for, to explain things to the guests versus writing like a message, you know, just recording mm -hmm. a quick quick loom for them. Even when you're not at the location, um, you could just literally screen record uh, a Google Street View. So that guest like messaged me and was like, "Wow, that was like a great explanation." You know, they really appreciated it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something that uh, we're gonna work into the automations as well. I was thinking about that especially when we go to add in all of those additional units, the parking and everything else that's going to come along with it. There's uh, you know, again, like creating that step-by-step -step experience, trying to understand and solving problems for our guests prior to them even arriving and tools like loom and things like that are extremely useful. So that's awesome, man. It's been crazy. I can't believe we bought that back in September. So it's coming on six months now since we've owned it. And, uh, you know, the goal there, you know, you guys are for the people that are just hearing about this. Now we bought nearly three acres up there on the Creek, right down the block from, from the city, like the town center. And there's four existing structures on there. And, uh, the idea was to move as fast as possible to add anywhere between 10 and 15 new structures on the property. As we started getting into it, this is one of my biggest lessons learned and something I'm completely shocked about. I knew how crazy it was, but now that we're trying to get into it, especially in these smaller markets like, uh, you know, Idlewild, it's a, it's a two and a half hour drive from San Diego, two and a half hour drive from LA, Palm Desert, Palm Springs is about an hour away from there, but it's this tiny little mountain town, secondary market, secondary market. So there's not a lot of contractors or architects or, anybody up there. So we have to find people to travel to that town. But one of the craziest things that I've learned is how backed up the construction world is right now. I knew it was crazy, but now that we're in this project and building something of this scale, it's going to be 3 to $4 million build out right? Uh, with all the structure and utilities, everything else that comes into it. So a pretty big project. I cannot find contractors, everybody, architects, survey companies. I'm trying to get what's called a uh, topographical survey where they bring in machinery and they study all of the land and they put a survey together and let you know where the trees and rocks are and grades and all that stuff. So then we can take that and build it. Just to get a quote is taking me two months. So the contractors, the survey companies in the area that do this, they're backed up two to three months on just quotes alone. That's how crazy the industry is right now. And as we know, like, you know, especially in the recent weeks, gas is going up, lumber is going up, timber is going up. Like the cost is through the roof. It's crazy to me. So now it's kind of forcing us to kind of pivot with the mindset and like going back to, okay, well, do we develop ground up, foundation ground up, or do we do offsite module builds and then bringing it back down? And then we're like, oh, well, to do a module build, can I get a crane? down into this area and placing these properties, these structures in with all these trees. So the level of complexity behind this project is pretty intense. The one thing that I did not anticipate was how backed up the construction industry was going to be. 
architects, yeah. the architect that we wanted to hire for this. He's like, I can't take on new work for another year and a half. He's like, I have an ongoing list. So that's one major challenge that we're running into. So the way that we're pivoting here is as we're going down the development side, we're also now going down the redesign of the four existing properties that we have. And that is fun. That's fun. We can get we could get that up and running a lot faster. There's more contractors, especially if we say, okay, in three months from now, we're going to start the renovation and we can put the whole project plan together. We can get people lined up for that. So yeah, trying to manage the whole new build and the renovation side is becoming one of the biggest challenges I personally ever ever had to deal with. It has nothing to do with short-term rentals. It's the development side of the business, right? Yeah. So, so I'll leave it there. That's one of the biggest challenges that we're running into is the construction side of this business. And I, I'm, I'm really interested to see if this is going to change in the next couple of months, or if we're going to continue to go down this path where the industry is just super backed up. Yeah, for sure. We we hear that uh, that all the time, like all over the place. Like it's really hard. Even cleaners in a lot of markets is really yeah. hard to find cleaners. It's funny because my my girlfriend is actually now um, working as a uh, uh, as an assistant for a cleaning company in Florida. And one of one of the things that she's doing is she's hiring new. She's interviewing new cleaners for that business. And it's crazy, like how hard it is to to even to find cleaners, like. <laughs> yeah, it's really, crazy. really challenging. I don't get it. I don't understand it. I don't. I don't understand how all this is happening, man. But it's the world that we're in, right? So it's like this comes back down to what we already know and what we preach is the importance of systems and the importance of the plan. And it's like, luckily, we're in a position where we don't have to worry about growth, 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 growth right away, right? And the financing is set up in a way that is allowing us to be patient through this process. You know, so this is really forcing us to focus on really, in my mind, two main things. One is how do we get the current property running like a machine, the four units running like a machine? And then two is how to build the team to support us. Because you and I, our focus is in scaling overnight success. We don't have the time. And obviously, focus is growing free wild. We don't have the time to get in there as hectic hosts to build all this stuff ourselves. So now we got to start leading. Right. And the only way for us to build this business is to have systems, a direction, and the right team in place. And that's going to be our number one thing for Q2 is getting all of those those elements in place so we can start scaling this. Yeah, for sure. I was going to say the biggest challenge that I see on my end is also building two companies at the same time is is really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> building one business is difficult, right? Building two is just that more exciting. But I don't know if you if you'd notice this man, but the approach of building Freewild has been completely different than the way that I built my businesses in the past because of our knowledge of scaling overnight success and all the other businesses that we've had in the past in the background. Going into Freewild, we just have a different approach now on how we're doing this and it's not overwhelming. We only have 4 units. So it's very very manageable. The overwhelming part is building the brand, building the company, the direction, putting the business plan together, putting the finances together, all that stuff. Stuff takes time, that takes patience, it takes research. You know, so that's the difficult part. Managing the day-to-day of it is pretty damn easy, right? Mm-hmm. It, I shouldn't say easy. It's a simple approach to running all of this. And it's going to become slightly more 
simplified in the next month or so, because we're bringing in some additional help on that current property. But this is like building overall brand. And I talked to so many hosts that want to build these types of brands and they get so overwhelmed on what's where to start first. Right. And that's something that we're constantly reapproaching. It's like, how do we this is something that I got clear on this weekend. It's like, what are our cadences on you and I meeting for this business to solve the biggest problems as they come up? I'm not talking about hosting problems. I'm not talking about like how to solve the parking problem for our guests and things like that. I'm saying solve the biggest problems of how do we get our business plan to a, to a place where we can approach an investor, get the cash to hire the people that we need to hire. Yeah. Right. So creating those cadences, solving those bigger problems that when we talk about like difficult running two businesses, that's the biggest challenge. It's not running the short term rental side Mm -hmm. of the business. So that's pretty easy. Yeah, for sure. It's also so much easier because like we have, you know, we know what we're doing, but we also have the systems in place and everything. Uh, We do need to update some stuff for sure. The basis is there and taking over the management of these four units was, was pretty smooth. I would say. You know, we didn't yeah. really have too many crazy challenges. Uh, biggest challenge we had, I guess, was uh, somebody stayed uh, at one of our units a couple of weeks ago and kind of walked into the, the wrong unit. Like he, <laughs> there's a bit more to that story, but yeah, I mean, that's a ch- so, but that's the thing too, right? Like having hands on management here, dealing with a guest like that who's drunk and is going into the wrong unit, like that makes you think, of like, oh, where do we? How do we actually solve this in the future? And yeah, we have all the tools that are in place, but then the property set up for that to accidentally happen, right? So like, how do we redesign the village to make sure that guests are protected through the process? Yeah. Well, that was a, that was a fun, you know, we have some challenges, but it, for me, it's kind of fun. Like, I, I realized like in my Airbnb career, I haven't had a lot of guest challenges. So it's almost, uh, it's almost like, interesting to me to you know to see something like Experience that, happen. that. <laughs> well it's have also you, because um, we we have four units on the same property right so that's, right you and get different challenges than yeah that's that's different than when you have one home you know over there and then another one over there they're not connected you know when, when i was up in mammoth uh i was talking to my friend who has condo up there he's had it for 17 years and he's just like ever since COVID, he's been at like a 98% occupancy rate. And he's like, I just keep raising my prices and people keep booking. No one cancels, regardless if it snows out or not. It, it's just always booked during the winter, right? What I found interesting, he was like, regardless, because people go up there to snow and skiboard, right? Or <laughs> snow or uh, uh, ski. snowboard or ski. There we go. But he's like, no one cancels regardless if it snows or not. And I've noticed on our side, we're getting, I don't, I don't know if you've noticed this either. Maybe you can shine some light on this. I'm noticing a lot of cancellations coming in, last minute cancellations. And it's, it's a lot of it's tied to like COVID and things like that. But have you noticed that or what have you noticed around the trend of cancellations on our properties? Yeah, no, it's. Honestly, like we, I don't, I don't think we had a single cancellation until January, and it, it was mostly in, it was mostly February, or maybe mid January when we started getting a few cancellations. Some of them were definitely related to COVID, because some of the guest messages and literally said, "Hey, uh, you know, somebody in our house got COVID. Like, we don't feel like it's responsible for us to travel right now, you know, which is which is understandable." But I think the market that you are talking about when it comes to the what's it called Mammoth. Yeah, mammoth. Yeah, that's a skiing. That's an area where people go to ski and snow, snowboard, mm-hmm. right? 
Mm-hmm. One thing I noticed too is that some of our guests are not familiar with, for example, driving in snowy conditions. So we had right. some guests reach out and say, and I don't know if some of the cancellations were but that that was the reason, but we did have a few guests who messaged us and said like, hey, you know, I'm not familiar. I don't want to drive when it's snowing. So we moved a couple of reservations around a couple of times yeah. to, to help them with that. But I think that could be something that, uh, you know, maybe some people will cancel if, if there's too much snow and they're, they're concerned about driving. You know, one of the blessings of living in Southern California is that it's sunny out all the time, right? And people are not used to driving from LA two hours east and now they're in the mountains with snow. So yeah, I'm recognizing that there's a lot of cancellations coming in. But then what I what I recognize is like people have a destination, like when they're driving to mammoth or flying into into mammoth like they're going there to snowboard or ski there's a there's a reason for them to be there in our market Idlewild, there's a couple of different reasons that people are driving out there but i'm also noticing that a lot of people are discovering Idlewild for the first time right mm-hmm. from la or san diego so if we part of our marketing part of free wild that i want to build in is the the reason to travel to out of wilds, right? Outside of just being in the mountains, it's like we're going there to hike, we're going there to disconnect, we're going there to explore the art in the community. So, like in our marketing, really educating our guests so they have a reason to go and a reason not to cancel. Right. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that's a big thing and really getting them comfortable about being back out and, and traveling. So even during like snow and things like that, it's like, how do we actually educate through our marketing for our guests to, regardless of the situation, be excited about being there? Right. Yeah. Cause I was blown away here and like he's at 98% occupancy rate with no cancellation. So, yeah, there's gonna, in these secondary markets, there's, you know, there's some major learning lessons for us on the marketing side. Yeah. But also, you know, if you're if you're going somewhere to ski or snowboard, then you're not going to cancel when it, because it snows, right? Because that's where you're going there. No, no, no. So, but the opposite, right? So, if they don't get snow, if they don't mm. get snow, you're going to yeah. want to can Most people want to cancel, right? But they're still driving out there, yeah. traveling out there, regardless if they can snowboard or not. Yeah, they probably hope that it's going to snow in a couple of days. You know, like I, I'm yeah. a, I, I've been skiing since I was four years old, and we've been in that situation too, where uh, we used to drive from Holland all the, all the way to Austria or Switzerland or France, and even if there was no snow, we'd still go because we'd be like, "Yeah, but you know, it might snow in two days, so we're going Got anyway." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, for you sure. Know, you just want to ski and snowboard. It's we're passionate, passionate about it. Cool, man. So, well, uh, uh, let's see what uh, what else are we get into here. Uh, we've talked about the branding. We talked about what we're working on. We talked about uh, you know some of the challenges um, that uh, that come up. But I think uh, you know, big part is building the team, right? Onboarding yep. a virtual assistant. I'm actually working on that to, tomorrow. Where you and I are talking about that tomorrow. What does the rest of the team look like? Yeah. Well, this is this is the interesting part for the listeners here. It's you know the way that we've decided to go about free wild is taking our, I I think there's two main ways of like building a business. There's one is getting your hands dirty and just getting after it, getting a bunch of properties. And, and like, this is who we coach in the legends X program is the hectic host that the hands-on person who's kind of building everything as they go, because also they need to get the cash flow coming in and that's their lifestyle is what they can generate through their business. Or we take the the second approach where it's like, okay, we proven the model. 
we have a clear brand, a clear vision. Now it's like slowly being patient and building the brand, building the um, the vision and and getting the right people in the right seats. So then you can develop the business, right? We've decided to take the patient approach of building this company because one, we look at it as a generational company, right? It's something that's going to be around for a very long time. We don't necessarily need the cash flow on this right now. That's not, you know, we we don't need that to survive. So it's and I've never been in that position before, man. And it feels freaking amazing. It feels amazing about being in a spot where I could build this company and help build this company from a place of abundance versus a place of scarcity where it's like, I got to move. I got to go a hundred miles an hour because I need money, right? Like that's what, what it comes down to at the end of the day. So for us, we're taking the approach of like, we've, we've proven the model. Our investors like it. We're, we're clear on the brand. We're clear on where we're going with the whole thing. Now it's getting clear on who do we have to hire and by when do we have to hire them? And that was a big part of what I was journaling on this weekend is like, what is our biggest problem? Who do I need to hire to help us solve that biggest problem? And then how long am I willing to wait for this person to come into my life? So I was journaling on that all weekend, just over and over and over again. I'm like, how how long am I willing to wait? And I've gotten pretty clear that I'm willing... So I recognize our biggest problem is we need a operational manager, right? Our first outside of the VA virtual assistant for customer service, our first main hire is going to be a head of operations, right? Director of ops, possibly a COO from the industry, someone who has ran this type of business at a high level, who is looking for a bigger opportunity to have some type of ownership in a business that has the potential of being worth hundreds of millions of dollars in the future, right? And someone who understands every aspect of the business for us, who can take over the execution of what we're building, right? That's the biggest thing is an implementer. Someone who can actually implement on what we have here and really be the person to build the how behind it, right? I got super clear on that. And then I'm like, how long am I actually willing to wait for the perfect person in that role to come into our company? And I got clear. I'm like, hey, Three to five months, absolute max. Three to five months. Five months is even scary because, like, that's that's almost a year of us owning this property, right? And it's like we we want to buy two more properties this year, so we got some big goals on top of the development of this. But I recognize I'm like the moment I can get that director of operations on our team or a COO, so we can get somebody from a large short term rental company currently that can come into the company and help us build from the ground up the team. I'm willing to wait 90 days to have the right person in place to bring that person in that can actually start scaling that. And then I start asking backwards from there is what do we need in place to be able to attract this person in in 3 months from now? And I'm like, oh, we need our we need our business plan dialed in. We need mm-hmm. to approach our investor and we have to lock up some funding, right? to hire this person, assuming that this is going to be a six-figure position, right? Or growing into a six-figure position with some equity and vested equity, the whole thing. And then I'm like, oh, we also need our not only our business plan, but we also need a timeline on how we want to scale this financially and where we want to go. So all of that to get to a point of like saying, okay, in 90 days, my goal is to hire that person. But then it's also looking at in the next 90 days, I'm not working to hire this person. 
and I'm working on that, what I need in place to be able to bring that person into the team. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So over the next 90 days, I'm not stressing about, oh, I need this person. I'm going to try to hire. Who can I hire? Blah, blah, blah. It's no, I'm like, we're getting clear on the business model. We're getting clear on the financials. We're going to approach the investor and then we're going to build out a hiring funnel for that person. So then in 90 days, we can bring that person in. Yeah. Right. That so that's, sense. that's what I got clear on this weekend is like, if we can find that third person for us to plug into our system now, then we have the ability to really scale free wild at a high level. And yeah, it's going to be exciting. And then as far as the team past that, that's what the director of operations will start building out from our org chart that we have right now. Yeah. And who knows, we might find that person through this very podcast. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm more than confident. And that was the other question for people who are looking to build a team on top of this. I started writing after how, how long am I willing to wait for this person to come in? Then it's where does this person hang out? Where do I find this person? It's going to be through our network. I got super clear on that. I'm like, we'll have a budget to go and hire and get a headhunter and do the whole thing. But we're going to find our, our first key hires for FreeWild through the podcast or our email list through our student base. So it's going to be in our community. Yeah. 100%. I want to tell you some, uh, something really funny before we hop off here that kind of right. shows the, the power of the podcast. You remember last... Last episode, we were you were talking, you were sharing the experience of staying at that uh, that really cool place. What was it called? Retro. Oh yeah, retrograde in um, Joshua Tree. Yeah. So the people that designed that unit actually listened to the podcast and they reached oh, out right to on. me. Yeah, nice. they, they reached out. They were like, "Hey, you know, we we were listening to you guys. Awesome to hear you had you know you, you had this experience and stuff, and and they they want to chat. So maybe uh, maybe we'll get them on the podcast actually." There we go. That's amazing. So the, these are the hosts or designers? Now they're the people that designed the place. Cool. Yeah. They work with the management company. Right on. That's so awesome. I thought that was, uh, yeah, I thought it was cool. To them. Yeah. So it's, uh, so the, the reason I bring it up is because I, I feel the same way as you're saying, like we will find when we've been finding the last uh, few people that uh, start working with us, we've been finding them through our network and our community. So I agree. I think so. I think we're going to find amazing persons through this podcast, through the email. So if you're listening to this, sounds like something for you. Feel free to uh, reach out to us. Send us a mess- an email at team at overnightsuccess.io. But yeah, man, I got to hop. I'm jumping on uh, supporting our, our newest coach, Rebecca, on the from her next Legends X accountability call, which accountability call started this week. So super, super fun, super excited. We have an amazing Boom. group. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it for today. All right, man. We will chat next week. I'm excited for it, man. Free Wild yeah. is going to be... Uh, we're going we're gonna to start seeing Free Wild come into um, the brand really develop over the next couple of months, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah. The future is bright. The future is exciting. And uh, have fun at your yacht this weekend. I'll, <laughs> uh, right. I'll, I'll go chase some monkeys. And uh, to the listeners, thank you for listening. And we'll be back on Monday with an episode of The Host Show and next week on Friday with an episode of SDR Conversations. So see you then. That's right. Thank you so much for listening to Get Paid for Your Pad, the number one podcast for Airbnb hosts and short-term rental professionals. Really hope you enjoyed the show. And if you are looking to grow your Airbnb business, then we have a great opportunity for you because we just opened up enrollment for our next class of our 90-day short-term rental accelerator program, Legends X. 
program is designed to help you scale your hosting business by getting you out of the daily operations so you can free up time and really become the CEO, the owner of your business instead of the person that's doing all the work in your business. So you can focus on high-level tasks that really move the, move the needle in your business and allow you to grow. So if that's interesting to you, then check out strlegends.com x. Uh, applications are now open and when you apply for the program we're going to get on a call with you to really figure out if it's the right fit for you we don't want to just uh, enroll everybody into the program we're really looking for the right people people that we can bring the most value to so we're only looking for 30 companies Um, we're almost there already Uh, so we do have a few spots left Um, So if you are interested in growing your business, then uh, don't wait, just apply. That's really the best way to find out if uh, if the program is the right fit for you. So go ahead, go to strlegends.com slash x to learn more about the program. And we look forward to seeing your application. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet.